I remember walking through the mall in Prince George, 21 day road. And I'm walking with Lauren Mulliken and I go to buy our coach and I go to buy some uh, underwear. He goes, Roddy, what are you buying underwear? I said, we've been on the road 14 days, coach. Haven't had time to do any laundry. Just turn them inside out. That's what I do. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. Happy uh, Football Friday. Don't mind me. I'm just posting the link to Instagram Live. I hope you're ready. Oh, Joyce Meyer. She's one of my favorites. I got to go back and she got a new story. I got to watch that. She reminds me of my mom. Okay, let's go. Can we bring in the Moose, Darren Moose DuPont? He is in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. I'm down here in the hot, steamy South Florida, loving life, loving everything about it, and happy to be uh, celebrating Thanksgiving weekend, still United States Thanksgiving. How you doing, Gevna? Top of the world. Top of the world. Good. Yeah, me too, because I can, here's the beautiful thing about this golf shirt. I can wear it, and everybody in Canada knows it stands for the world's oldest junior hockey team, the Regina Pats, and everybody in America thinks it's the New England Patriots. Killing two birds with one stone as we get ready to talk sports for the next two hours. You don't need to forgive me, Moose, because I'm not particularly out of sport, uh, sorts, but I want to tell our viewers and listeners, our audience this, that that new moon hit somewhat sometime over the last 48 hours, and people are acting all whacked out, okay? In the sports world, the recovery world, I'm not sure you've noticed. You, It's probably happened, but you haven't noticed. So I'm here to wake everybody up and just realize, let's just be patient with everybody because today, all morning long, I've had people up in my face about various things. And I just go, once you understand the universe and the stars and everything, it, it makes life a lot easier to just chill. Good morning, Ryan O'Radio, WQEE Rock. They're checking in from noon in Georgia, where we're very big in Georgia. I met a bunch of people last night from Georgia. You want to get into story time now or like what, where are you at today? Always, on this always. Yeah? yeah? Yeah, let's go. Well, I like the stories early on. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan, and I'll just mosey into uh, thank you. Mose, I'll weave my magic and sprinkle my Jesus around as we go. Kevin, the medium, writes in, uh, watching an aired rain, says it's going to be a mag- it's going to be magical today, and I absolutely agree. But met these folks from Ringgold, Georgia, last night watching football over at some new friend's house. Uh, you saw my Instagram story. Wasn't my pool, not yet, anyways. Uh, I don't have a pool yet. It's not like I'm going to take their pool. And they're all asking me about the show. And they're like, where does your show air? Where can we watch and listen to it? I said, well, we're on the radio in Atlanta. Here's the link. I'll text it to you. We're on YouTube. I'll text that to you. And here's me putting it up on it. It's one piece at a time. And in year four, we continue to just grow, but in new markets. And that's the way you got it. You got to do it. You got to hold people by the hand, lead them. You know what I mean? And they were yeah. all good, but it's just, that's just kind of what the last 24, 36 hours have been for me. Uh, Jenna, O'Regan, Jenna Reagan's watching in Southern California, says, just finished watching the Mark cast. Great interview, Rod. Thank you. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, welcome to the first post-CFL season football Friday. Um, it is all football. I wanted to say this, too. We're completely breaking with format here for the next two hours in that I'm not going to run through all the sports up of what's going on in the NBA. Although the Hawks are going to F 
Houston tonight. How about that? <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> they are, by the way. Um, but I, we're just it's gonna be all football. And I got NFL, CFL, NFL, college, U Sport. Yeah, I got it all in my quick six show topics here. So enough about me. Other than I'm going to a high school game tonight, I'm gonna be wearing red to support my Cardinal Gibbons Chiefs. They're not talking about the World Cup on the radio in Miami. I just want you to know something, Darren, and all our of They're talking about the high school football semifinals tonight on one of the biggest sports radio stations in America. They don't care about soccer because there's football to be played tonight. I'm getting fired up. Can you tell? Unreal. That's awesome. Doesn't that make you want to just storm the field and let's go? Kind of wish I was me. down there. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm... Grateful that I am for the people that love football. Gosh, if you could be me tonight, it would be great. So we'll start with the NFL. And thank you very much to uh, Ethan and Christy for hosting it last night. I met all their family. Uh, half of the family is from Georgia. So they thought it was pretty cool that we're uh, on the air there. Ringgold, Georgia, by the way, for Rhino Radio, okay. if he's ever been there. Uh, yeah. And by the way, forgive me for those that are watching jordan asked me to twist the camera don't look at my fence the boards are hideous they look like a hillbilly's teeth so maybe i'll spend some weekend uh, time painting these things but please don't hold it against me so uh, where are we going to start of course the dallas cowboys dak prescott threw two touchdown passes to tight end dalton schultz ezekiel elliott ran for a score and the dallas cowboys beat the new york giants 28 20 on thanksgiving day rookie peyton hendershot had a two-yard touchdown run uh, and then directed all three of his fellow tight ends into a giant salvation army kettle for a -a whack-a-mole celebration and for america's team it ended a three-game losing streak on thanksgiving day and put him ahead a game ahead of the giants and my guy chris sanford you know chris sanford from albany Yes. He couldn't even face me. He couldn't even face me in the gym this morning. I don't know where you are, Chris. He couldn't. He lost a double or nothing bet, so he owes me two lunches now. Maybe he scampered his way back to New York. I don't know. But he wasn't there this morning in the gym to face the music. And then in the other games uh, in Detroit, I, w- I know you're going to want to talk about this. Tyler Bass made a 45-yard field goal with two seconds to go to lift Buffalo past Detroit at 28-25 for their second victory in five days at Ford Field. Josh Allen set up the winning kick by starting the drive with a 36-yard pass to Stephon Diggs and running twice for 12 yards. Buffalo's now 8-3, and three, and they're a half game ahead of Miami to uh, lead the AFC East. And then in many, Kirk Cousins, uh, Kirk Cousins threw for 299 yards and three touchdowns. The last to go-ahead score to Adam Thielen in the fourth quarter, and Minnesota beat New England 33-26. What was obviously the Buffalo Detroit game was the best of the three. We we can agree yeah, on that, right? I think so. It was it was wildly entertaining, and and all of a sudden Dan Campbell's uh, Detroit Lions are an entertaining, exciting, and dare I say, hopeful team for their fan base. Finally, you know they had put two wins together, you know, or three wins in a row, trying to win four in a row. They had Buffalo on the ropes for most of this game. And I and it, just a little bit of clock management, I think, at the end came back to bite them a little bit. They went for the game tying field goal instead of being a little more aggressive and trying to score the game winning points. That allowed Josh Allen to make a great play at the end and set up that field goal. But it was wildly entertaining. It's what you want on Thanksgiving. 
And then obviously the other two games were great too. I mean, anytime you get the Cowboys Giants together on Thanksgiving, that's a lot of fun. And, and then having a Minnesota edge New England in what was a tight game there too. Um, it was fun watching all three games yesterday. It was just fun. And the NFL has really got the market cornered. I was sitting with Ethan's dad, Dwayne. He's a boat captain. Uh, he He's the captain of a 54-foot boat. He just sails around the world for a rich guy. What a job. That's his job. And yeah. he says, you know, we're just the two of us sitting out there on the patio. If we smoke cigars, we'd have had him. And he says, these half times are a little much. Don't you think it's too much? And I'm like, I get, I get it now. There's normal people out there that don't follow the broadcast world. I'm like, Dwayne, longer intermission, more commercials, more money. That's how it works. So we're sitting here watching it. Who's the dummies? Yeah. Right? We just sit and grumble about exactly. it. Exactly. Um, Kevin, the medium, says, is there a stream for that football game tonight? You got me hyped. Yeah, American Heritage versus Cardinal Gibbons. I'll send it to you. There is a stream, and it's free. You do have to sign up with your email address, but it's free. And Arlen Bruce says, great morning, RP and Moose. That's our AB3. Check out my son, Arlen Bruce the fourth for the University of Iowa versus Nebraska Cornhuskers at 3 p.m. If they win, they play in the Big Ten Championship. Let's go, Hawkeyes. Thank you, AB3. And by the way, we are adding your show, your uh, song to our rotation here in the RP show because we do that for our friends. By the way, the Telemerical Tele- 5050 raffle is live now. Telemerical5050.com. Buy your tickets. You have to be over the age of 19 and physically in the province of Saskatchewan. I get this a lot. I told you people are up in my face. They're like, Rod, we miss you. We're on the air in 70,000 homes in Sask daily, brah, on Sastel Max TV here on Game Plus Television. Plus, you can always listen to WQEE. I'm right here, all right, for the Sasky people. So buy your Telemiracle tickets. You know how much it means to the Kinsman Foundation and to the people that it supports. They've raised over a million dollars the last two years, and we've been part of it the last two years. The draw will be made Friday, December the 16th. So get them or be square. A lot of CFL fans have showed up today, and I can guarantee you this. It's in my commentary today. As long as I have a talk show, Fridays will be for football. All levels of football. So tell your friends we're talking football on Friday, particularly CFL. A lot of the viewers, Darren, are writing in about the Argos Great Cup rally. From the Sports Wire, it says, The Great Cup party continued for the Toronto Argonauts with a downtown rally at Maple Leaf Square. <laughs> the Leafs weren't using it. The Argos won their CFL leading eight. You didn't like that one, do you? <laughs> that the, Argos, the Argos won their CFL leading 18th Grey Cup Sunday with a 24-23 upset over the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in Rehina. Fans donning Argos jackets and hats waved flags and chanted when Enoch Mwamba, the game's outstanding player and top Canadian, was lauded for his contributions. I saw the coverage. I understand they broadcasted on YouTube. Um, let's try to be positive, you know, because I see people saying, all these people showed up at Maple Leaf Square. Why don't they go to the games? Whatevs. It's downtown Toronto. It's right in the middle of the action. It's very easy to get to. Uh, there's a lot coming out of that. I guess Ryan Dinwiddie kind of gave his best John Herdman impression and uh, said, yeah, a lot of people didn't like them hiring me. How's that look now? <laughs> 
that's dinner, man. Can you, can somebody please give me a little credit for this? I'm not a real credit seeker. I swear I'm not. But there was a lot of people down on Ryan Dinwiddie being hired by the Toronto Argonauts, his first ever head coach job at the age of 38. And they're going, you, you remember it. They're going, he's just the quarterback's coach <laughs> in Calgary. He hasn't even called plays. He's going to be the head coach. And I'm like, then if, if you think that, then you don't know Ryan Dinwiddie. And I can tell you something. People that have fire in their eyes and in their bellies and in their hearts, we recognize each other. And I knew the moment I met Ryan Dibbity, this guy's a winner. And I stood up for him, Darren, when they hired him at 38, which incidentally, that's not that young when you look at Sean McVay and Zach Taylor and guys that have been in the Super Bowl the last couple of years in the NFL. Um, was it bad or not that Dinwitter jammed it up, uh, dinner jammed it up everybody's posterior in the Grey Cup parade? What do you think? Uh, no, I think it was okay. You know, he won the game, he won the, you know, the Grey Cup and, he got that off his chest, and if he needed to do that, then good. He can exercise those demons. They're gone. And, you know, it turns out he was the right guy for the job. You know, we weren't talking about Ryan Dinwiddie all year. They weren't making a lot of headlines. They were quietly going about their business, winning football games, finishing in first place, getting to a great cup, and then upsetting the back-to-back great cup champs. I mean, he's just checking off boxes, and now he won't fly under the radar ever again. And so they're going to have a target on their back. And you know what? He's ready for it. So I liked it. I liked that they packed the square, looked awesome. And yeah, we hope they all turn into season ticket sales. We know they won't. But, you know, Toronto will support a winner. We know that. So hopefully if the Argos keep winning, they'll get some support. Jack in Vulcan, Alberta says that's a part of the fire in his belly. You get it, Jack. You have it too. It's namaste. You know, the translation being the light in me recognizes the light in you, while the fire in me recognizes the fire in Ryan Dinwiddie. And to be honest, I wonder about the season ticket thing. I really wonder a lot. Because again, (laughs) story time, we got time. I'm sitting there with these, I just met these folks last night. And I'm saying, I didn't realize really that people like them existed. I'm sure they're looking at me going, there's people like him that exist? They're like, why are you a Cowboys fan? I said, growing up on the farm, we only had two channels and we didn't get the NFL. So when I went away to college and got cable TV for the first time, I fell in love with Troy Aikman and the Cowboys in 1990. And they kind (laughs) of, you know what I mean? And then, yeah. And then they're from Chicago originally. So I said, oh, you're Bears fans. And Ethan goes, "Uh, yeah, I'm obsessed. And he's about my age. And I said, my friend used to coach the Bears. His name's Mark Tressman. You know him? Ethan's like, how do you know Mark Trussman? I'm like, it's a long story. It's a long story. We got time, though. I'll have to come over next weekend. But they're just like, who is this guy? Uh, so random. But I said to his dad, Dwayne, the boat captain, they all live down here now, but they're originally from Chicago. I said, how many uh, Dolphins? He's a Dolphins fan. And I said, how many Dolphins games you go to a year? And he's like, maybe a couple. But he goes, it's so expensive. And I'm like, yes, yes. How many of the 69,000 people at Hard Rock Stadium are season ticket holders? And how many only go a couple games a year? Because it is so bloody expensive now. I'm only, what have I been, three Dolphins games? And I'm not going this Sunday. It's too much. It's too much in and out, travel. And I think the same as this for NHL uh, teams, CFL teams, whatever. 
we just can't afford to go to every game, yet they're filled in the stadiums. And by the way, we're going to break, but I had somebody, a smart aleck, a CFL legend, uh, ask me what I thought about all the empty seats in Qatar and the games in Doha. We can talk about that when we come back. I said, well, easy. The host team wasn't in it. <laughs> Doesn't that work and get everybody off your back? It's uh, Football Friday. We're going to talk about Mike O'Shea next, NFL Week 12. We're going to play a little mini deal or no deal, Moose, coming up. Uh, we'll talk about our poll question, which is NFL-related. College football, both sides of the border, all ahead on this Football Friday, along with Will Blackman and Mike Richards. We are not on Game Plus today, but we are live streaming on YouTube, your favorite podcast platform, and the key, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. New York Fries is a proud member of the Calgary community. And to give back, they're hosting free public skating opportunities at ice rinks around Calgary. Open to families and the general public in support for Kids Sport Calgary. Visit FamilySkateYYC.com for a full list of times and locations. Presented by New York Fries. Back live on a football Friday. Hope you're enjoying it as much as we certainly are. Tell your friends. Live on YouTube today. Start sending it around. We're talking football today. People want it. You people, football fans, want it every day. So here's your day. Tell your friends Rod's talking ball today. Send them the YouTube link or WQEE Noon in Georgia. And we've been talking a lot of NFL as well. Um, if we can bring in the moose, let's do it. <clears throat> the co-host here. Will Blackman on the way, former NFL or CFLer from NFL Network fame. Will Blackman here in hour one. Mike Richards in hour two. We'll play a full NFL dealer, no deal for Bet Regal Moose in hour two. We got a mini one coming up. I don't know what I was saying earlier about CFL attendance. Uh, Jeff, you know what I said? People are getting up in my face all this morning because there's a new moon and it's annoying me. Yeah. That new that moon hangs over Jeff the Stamps fan like every day. So he has written in and says, Rod, you said CFL fans were making excuses for not going because of affordability. I don't remember what I said last segment, and I don't really care about CFL attendance right now. It's the CFL's problem, not mine. I'm really trying to stay positive with regards to the CFL and adopt the Rod Smith adage that until I hear that there's a problem, I'll assume there's no problem. That's about the best way to go, man. That Rod Smith is no dummy. So, yeah, try and stay positive. Stay with me. Keep me on the edge of the cliff and not jump <laughs> off, Moose. Keep me. Grab yes. me. I got the um, roll. All the Don't stadiums. Worry. All the stadiums were full. They're all making money. Mm. I saw Kate Burness on TSN on the panel on the pregame. I watched it. 
in the living room. She's like, there's going to be 33,000 plus people here today. I'm like, you're lying. Whatever. I'm sure she was told to say it. We're brought to you in part by Edo Japan. Edo Japan, delicious Japanese-inspired meals and snacks made to order with high-quality ingredients. This is why I can't be a coach of a sports team. I can coach somebody individually one-on-one just fine because I just I keep repeating myself over and over and over, and they're not getting it, uh, Darren. It's We're getting all these new viewers, and that's great, so they're getting my opinions all the time, but it's very tiring for me to repeat the fact that Point being, let's say there were 26,000 people in the stadium at Mosaic for a Grey Cup last Sunday, but there's people going, but the game was sold out. So what I've said for a generation, 25 years, it's worse when people buy tickets but don't bother to show up. It's worse. It's here's a donation, but I don't care to come to your game. I don't necessarily, like, yeah. I don't know if you agree. Do you agree with me? I f- and that just came to me. It's not like, it's just, I really feel that way. I'd rather have you here. Don't give me your money then. We're not a charity. Is that right or wrong in your mind? No, I think it's right. Like, you want people to show up to the games. That's what matters. The passion, the atmosphere, buying all the, the beer and concessions and 50-50 tickets and all the rest. And, you know, I think the 26, 28, 30, however many thousand people were there that showed up, I think they wanted to be there and they had a great time and it was awesome. But there was, you know, people who couldn't give away their tickets, you know, and, and for a national championship, you know, I mean, we can't compare it to the NFL where tickets are six, seven, eight grand a pop. And maybe before kickoff, there might've been a ticket for three grand or four grand. We were talking, you know, $150 tickets for sale. $200 tickets for sale, $300 tickets for sale for the Grey Cup. And they couldn't get rid of them and couldn't get them all used. So that does, that does suck a little bit. And it does hurt. You just you used it last you know, segment that, well, the home team wasn't in it. So yeah, that sucks. But you know what? That shouldn't matter for the Grey Cup. It shouldn't. And hopefully uh, it's a trend that doesn't continue. Well, and the, again, I... People just don't seem to care about the things that are running sports teams now and in the media that I care about still and have long cared about. For instance, when I was working in hockey with this team, uh, it bothered me that I knew that we had season ticket holders that weren't coming to the games, thousands of them. So I'm like, here's the thing. I'm going to start a program. We're going to call it Roddy's Rink Rats, and we're going to take your unused tickets and we're going to give them to the big brothers so the big brothers can distribute them to their big brothers and bring their little brothers to the, to the games. Uh, I had it all lined up and ready to go. And I talked to the Big Brothers people, and they said, that's awesome. So how are we going to get the tickets? I said, I don't know. People are going to have to, because this is before you could just email them, right? Somebody might have to actually go pick them up in a mailbox. You might have to figure it out amongst yourselves where the donation's being made. Well, no, that's that's too much to ask. Like, if you, Rod, are willing to go drive around and pick up the tickets and bring them to our office, that would be a lot easier. I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I can't do it all. With the pizza restaurant that I owned, remember that? Orders were coming in. We didn't have Different a delivery story. guy from 11, 11 till 1. Right. One of the owners said, well, Rod, are you going to deliver the pizzas? Because I'm not. Yes, I will. So then I did. And I was delivering pizzas. 
And I don't care what it looked like that the voice of the Rough Riders was lugging pizza boxes down Scar Street up into the BMO uh, office at the sixth floor. I don't care. I'll do it. But I'm not delivering tickets to Big Brothers. Point three. Winnipeg Blue Bombers head coach Mike O'Shea says he's focused on exit interviews with players and is not ready to address his future with the CFL team. O'Shea spoke to reporters to reflect on the Bombers' season that ended with a Grey Cup loss to Toronto. O'Shea, who led the Bombers to Grey Cup wins in 2019 and 2021, will be a free agent at the end of the year. He says he has been in initial talks with team CEO Wade Miller. Um, Darren was telling me that our analytics show us that Winnipeg has jumped up into number two for viewers of this show. And that doesn't surprise me. I appreciate the Winnipeg people. I think they appreciate what we do. So maybe they can speak to me more. I'm really hoping they're not panicking that O'Shea is going to leave. I get how the last time they would have, there was some question. I can't see there being any question of him leaving now. This seems, this got to just be a formality. Plus, Wade Miller was one of the guys that brought the salary cap for coaches in. So he can very easily say, well, we don't have enough men, money, Osh. So here's what we can pay you. Deal or no deal. Should be open and shut, don't you think? It should be. The thing with Mike O'Shea, when you're in demand, it, it kind of goes back to Chris Jones when he was making the moves and coming to Saskatchewan. That the only way to go up in terms of salary now for Mike O'Shea is probably to take on some sort of multi-role position coach GM, coach GM president, et cetera, right? That's how you can capitalize. Take two salaries, three salaries, whatever it takes to make sure you get paid. So it's kind of up to Mike O'Shea, you know, and you think of a couple things that are going to be big factors here. And I talked to people during Grey Cup week about this. You know, I said, what's the ownership? What's the management situation like in Winnipeg? He said, well, it can be a mess. It's kind of okay. I got some varying answers as you would with any organization. But I said, okay, well, how does O'Shea feel? How's he treated? Does he feel valued? Does he feel like he has control? Does he feel like he's welcomed and that he has an integral role in that organization? And I think the answer I got rousingly was yes. They treat him very well. They let him do his job. They make him feel valuable or valued. And like, he, you know, he matters. And that will matter. Job satisfaction matters a lot. So if you make somebody feel good, he's going to be more willing to stay. But he could go somewhere else and take on a dual role and go after money because he's definitely earned the opportunity to go and do that and cash out. But sounds like the situation in Winnipeg's really good. I know that it's really good. And to be honest, you could give Wade Miller his credit and he deserves it because he's the president of the whole darn thing. But from what I understand, and I got a lot of friends in that organization, Osh is the guy. He is the guy. But Wade ain't stupid. Okay. So I don't think O'Shea is going anywhere. And by the way, a couple of comments. Number one, Stacy from Access World Headquarters right now says, Rod only delivers great shows now. <laughs> Thank you, Stacy. It's the only thing I deliver. Really, it is. Um, Jeff, the Stams fan, says two things. Number one, why would O'Shea commit and sign long term? Nobody's saying he should. Maybe that's where the negotiation comes in. Maybe it's a one-year deal. Whatever. He's got the power. I believe you, I could be wrong on that. And Jeff also says bombers are top heavy, no room to advance, to advance in Winnipeg. Yeah. 
Why Calgary? Why Ryan Dinwiddie had to leave? So, yeah. Are we moving on? I think that would be a good idea. You get sure, what it's I'm like saying. any organization. Had to leave. They're all the same. Yeah. They're all the same. Yeah. You know, unless somebody's going to clear out and leave room for you to take both roles, a la Chris Jones, then you're all, you're kind of capped and you're stuck in that coach's salary cap situation. Yeah. Uh, Will Blackman coming up, as I mentioned, uh, our CFL coverage for Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. Hiring now. Find out everything you need to know about Bronco at broncoplumbing.com and our Facebook and Instagram pages. A mini deal or no deal. We'll do a bigger one later. Week 12 of the NFL kicked off yesterday with three games. And I had a guy, like, trash talkers got to get a lot better. And I said the Dallas Cowboys were primed for a Thanksgiving beatdown of the New York Giants, which they did. It was 28-13 late. But then the Giants score a late touchdown, makes the spread eight points. And a guy that used to play for the Regina Pats, God's team, Chet Clemens, Kevin Chet Clemens, wrote me from Edmonton and goes, good teams win, great teams cover. I'm like, really? You, what? You're going to trash me about the fact they didn't cover? <sighs> Do better. But I'll give you a couple of games. The Atlanta Falcons are at the Washington Commanders. Washington's favored by 3.5 against our Falcons. Hashtag rise up. Deal or no deal, Moose? I'm taking the deal, Rod. I'm on the Taylor Heineke bandwagon. Oh. I think the Commanders have something going here with Riverboat Ron. You can't show your face in Georgia. That's okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll handle it. Here's one that everybody's talking about here. Everybody, if they're not talking about Cardinal Gibbons' American Heritage tonight, they're talking about the Houston Texans at the Miami Dolphins on Sunday down the road at Hard Rock. The Dolphins are favored by 14. Is that something you might be interested in? It is. Um, I, I'll take that deal. I don't usually, I shy away from big spreads like this typically. And I would put, I would go the other way. I think it's probably the smart bet. Um, but I'm going with it. I'm, I'll go ride with the Dolphins. There's something special with Tua. He's up for, you know, he's an MVP candidate. And when he plays, they win. I think in his last 15 starts that he's finished, the Dolphins are 14 and one in the last 15 games that Tua has finished. Yeah. So they're going to roll. And Houston is a punching bag in the NFL. Now would be a good time to promote our poll before we let Darren go for Capital Auto Mall, Universal Collision Center. Capital has dealerships all across the Canadian prairies uh, and the state of California. Who is the MVP of the NFL this season? Your options are Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, or Tua. Again, Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, or Tua, Tunga Viola. Uh, we have not posted it to YouTube yet, nor Twitter. I'm going to do that now, and maybe we'll put that to our next guest, NFL Network, uh, Network veteran, NFL CFL veteran, Will Blackman. See you in hour two. Gavna. See you then. All right, it's a football Friday. No Game Plus TV network today, but we'll be back on national television on Monday across all 10 provinces and 31 states. We are live streaming on YouTube. Of course, your favorite podcast platform and the key WQEE 99.1 FM. 
Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. RP show continues, and we got a little bad news. Will Blackman informing us that the production meeting he's in is running long, so the NFL, CFL veteran, and NFL Network veteran will not be joining us yet right now. But hang on, before we bring the moose in, let's do a sports update on this Friday. Host nation Catter has been eliminated from the World Cup following a 3-1 loss to Senegal today. The result leaves Catter, which most of you think is Qatar, with two losses and a minus four goal differential heading into its final group stage match on Tuesday against the Netherlands. In today's other matches, Ecuador taking on the Dutch and England facing the USA. The NHL returns from a day off with a busy 13-game schedule. Among the highlights is a Central Division showdown in Texas between the Winnipeg Jets and the Dallas Stars. Winnipeg enters the game four points behind the division-leading Stars with two fewer games played. Stars winger Jason Robertson has 14 goals and 10 assists over a 13-game point streak. So, this uh, sports update is brought to you by our good friends at Edo Japan. Edo Japan, delicious Japanese-inspired meals and snacks made to order with high-quality ingredients. The absence of Will Blackman is your bonanza, folks, because if you get more Darren Moose DuPont joining us, and we know that New York Fries will be with us uh, coming up. New York Fries, they're coming up here. We know that Mike Richards will be with us next hour. I said to Clark <laughs> last week, here's a couple inside tidbits for everybody. I said to Clark, it's awesome to have media guys on the air. That's awesome. But I'd rather have the alumni, the former players, the NFL players, the NHL players, the CFL players. There's just one problem with that. They, more often than not, pull a Will Blackman. A Ron Dugay, a Bernie Nichols. I love them, and the fans would rather hear what those guys have to say because they've, they've been in the trenches, but reliability. <sighs> Again, glad that I'm not dealing with them on a daily basis. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. And, I, and it's funny because I said to one coach, who will remain nameless but is. Initials are Curtis Hunt. We were having a discussion about this, and I said, oh, why do you want to be a general manager? Oh, especially in today's day and age. And he's like, and why do you want to work with alcoholics and drug addicts? You got me. I'll shut up now. You know, I, I, I can't explain it. Yeah. So yeah, what we, do. we are yeah. where we are. We it's what we do. We are where we are for a reason. By the way, the so I've tweeted the poll, and I hope you people in the control room have put it up on uh, Twitter. Uh, Jordan says they're working on it. Who is the MVP of this NFL season? And running away with it right now is Patrick Mahomes. He is running away with it. Forty three percent of the vote. Jalen Hurts has twenty nine percent of the vote. Tua has 23% of the vote, and Josh Allen has 5%. And I'll be honest with you, um, on one hand, I enjoy the talk. I do. On the other, I think it's all a bunch of BS. Like, I watched the Bills here with my own eyes in that suite with Gil 
and Craig Jeffrey and the Dolphins made the Bills look like a high school team that day. That's the one that started to his concussion problems. That was the butt punt day. Remember? They yes. made the Bills look like a high school team. So I'm not sure the Bills are what we think they are. Um, pausing for one second. Devotion is in theaters now. Your local landmark cinema. It's an aerial war epic based on the best-selling book of the same name. It tells the harrowing true story of two elite U.S. Navy fighter pilots during the Korean War. I love these kinds of movies. First movie I ever saw Ben Affleck in was uh, Pearl Harbor. First one. I fell in yeah. love with him there. He played Wraith. Remember? I just love these movies. Their heroic sacrifices well. would ultimately make them the Navy's most celebrated wingmen. Devotion in landmark cinemas now. I've got other points. You know, we could make this a full football show every day if we wanted to. And some of those are, are there too many bowl games? Today on WQAM, the fill-in host, because Joe Rose finally took a couple days off over U.S. Thanksgiving. He's the Carm Carteri of Miami. He finally took a couple days off. They had fill-in hosts on there today. And I don't know what the fill-in guy's name was, but he's like, why is the media bitching about the fact there are too many bowl games? How dumb are they? He goes, for me, for instance, he goes, I do the Miami Hurricanes pre- and post-game show. They play more games. They play in a bowl. I make more money. It's just the media's want and right, I guess, to bitch. Agree or disagree? Yeah, I agree. You know, um, we, I don't know. We, we watch them, right? The ratings are good. We watch all the bowl games. I think it's a problem if you start having all these bowl games and people don't go to them and people don't watch them. So if we stop watching, if we stop showing up, then we can have the argument that there's too many bowl games. It's a little like Dwayne last night saying, bitching about the long halftime show of the Dallas, uh, the Dallas game and I'm, uh, in yeah. the NFL. And I'm like, longer halftime, Dallas Giants. I've already moved on. Uh, more commercials, more money for the NFL and the TV networks. It's pretty simple, and we're sitting here watching it. Tim from Las Vegas writes in. It's, oh, good one. Tim from Vegas. Tyreek Hill should get the MVP just for getting Tua in the MVP poll. <laughs> I agree. I completely agree, but it is what it is. Even today, Tim, uh, you maybe you were watching ESPN. They said it's become the quarterback of the year award. I'd have to go back and say, who's the, who's the last non-quarterback to win the NFL MVP? Somebody could easily look it up, but it, we've, we've just decided now that the focus in America is on quarterbacks. And quite frankly, it is in Canada too. Akai, dude, Tim, let's talk. When I first got down here to Miami, I was telling Darren, I'm sitting there talking with the Miami media about going through every position, all 55 guys. And he's like, nobody cares about Sam Aguava. Nobody cares about Javon Holland. Nobody cares about Jason Sanders. And I'm like, what? That's how you win games, not just one guy? What sells? John Ohm, see ya, man. John Ohm says he's got a role. He's going to lunch in Winnipeg. He's out. That's what we love about this show is the uh, familiar nature. And you mentioned the bowl games, um, the Boca Raton Bowl here. Bailey Zappi 
threw six touchdown passes for Western Kentucky in the Boca Raton Bowl, which the stadium's walkable from my house. That's how I know how to say the name Zappy. I don't know how many people were watching Western Kentucky games. And that stadium wasn't even half full. Beautiful Howard Schnellenberger Stadium was not even half full for the Boca Raton Bowl. So I guess the bitch is that the the games don't mean that much because there are so many of them. But who cares? It's one thing about America, and God bless it. More, 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 more. And then they bring in people like me to clean up the mess. And I'm more than happy to do that. We do need to spend a second on the Canadian Football League. And by the way, Moose and I are the balance of this show. People tell us they do like it when we banter the most. And I like it too. The Canadian Football League's Saskatchewan Rough Riders are beginning interviews for their vacant offensive coordinator position. You can go to rodpeterson.com right now and get my thoughts, my full thoughts on it in the daily commentary that airs across Saskatchewan radio. But for those uninitiated, the head coach and the general manager of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders have one year left on a deal where coming out of a season where they finished the season on a seven-game losing streak and missed the playoffs in a year they were hosting the championship. Quite frankly, it couldn't have gone worse. So what did they do? Fire the offensive coordinator, the offensive line coach, and the receivers coach because somebody had to pay. So now they're interviewing guys, and TSN's Farhan Lalji, our good friend, has brought up three names. Kahari Jones, CFL great, who was fired in Montreal as head coach last year. Mark Mueller, Calgary Stampeders quarterback's coach, who quite frankly isn't going anywhere, but will take the free trip home for the interview to visit his mom and dad. And the third is a guy by the name of Jeremy Jeffrey Kelly. Nobody even, listen, I don't mean to be facetious, but nobody knows who he is. And he was the Riders running backs coach last year. And the insiders are telling me it's Jeffrey that's going to get the job for a variety of reasons. Number one, they like to promote from within. Number two, they're not going to have to pay him that much. And number three, it's not a real plum job because the coach and the GM are in lame duck positions going into the final year of their contract. So they say it's going to be Kyle Jeffrey. And I don't know if I should be passing along or not what I hear. What do I know? I don't know. This is just what the insiders are saying, Darren. Would it surprise you? No, it wouldn't. And what is it? Jeffrey Kelly, the running backs coach, right? I want to get his name I right. I can't remember. Jeremy Kyle, Jeffrey I, Kelly. I don't know. <laughs> Let me look it up again. Somebody but, texted it to I, me. But I saw that from Farhan, and I was following it. And Kelly Jeffrey. Sorry. Kelly. I feel so Kelly, bad. yeah. I, I apologize, Kelly, if you're watching the clip. But look, when you're the running backs coach, you don't get a lot of headlines, okay? But one thing that Farhan, who, who's a football guy out on the West Coast, and he's a football coach, so he knows the game intimately, he brought up Pete Costanza's name in Toronto as being the guy who actually would come and assume the title of offensive coordinator mm-hmm. with the Riders running backs coach being elevated to being the primary play caller because he's so smart. And his, his knowledge of the offense is so so sharp. So a bit of a package deal between Kelly and Pete Costanza coming in and taking over offensive coordinator and play calling duties, respectively. So that would be interesting. Obviously, you know, somebody like Mark Mueller around Regina would be the sexy name, but he likes Calgary. And, and we think that that's a nice little position he's in in Calgary, waiting to assume a higher role there. So we're all following it. I apologize, but we're way past the break. Three minutes past the break window. 
So we'll be right back. It's the RP Show on YouTube Live today, your favorite podcast platform in WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Okay, here we go. We're back. It is viewer takeover, and I hope you're enjoying this folksy little gathering we have here today called Football Friday. Uh, the Moose is with us. We've been informed that Will Blackman will not be with us today, but that's fine. Moose, I think you and I can handle it. What do you think? We got it. Yeah, with our crew. Great work. The fastest pit crew in show business flying the ship back in uh, the Queen City in Jordan and Rolf. Um, so we're just staying on the football and Jack Fulton miss you, my man, Jack and Vulcan Alberta's watching the show regarding the quarterback fascination of people in this world. He said, Rod, to your point, Alex Singleton doesn't get much love for the way he dominates. He doesn't <laughs> anyway. He never had, I mean, he did in the CFL, obviously, cause he won the awards, but he didn't with the Eagles. He hasn't with Denver. I don't get it. And Jack goes on to say, I don't, he says, I don't think my guy Pete Costanza will leave the Argos to go to Regina, but I have been wrong before. It was June 20th, 1980. (laughs) I think that's an important day to you, isn't it, Jack? Darren, we're just going to roll this over into the next hour. Jeff, the stamps, this discussion, Jeff, Jeff, the stamps fan says riders will need to make a cheap hire. And for our listeners in Georgia, I do apologize somewhat for this CFL centric discussion but it means a lot to our viewers and and that's last minute of play in hour one but at that great cup party we hosted a week ago tonight i had somebody lean on a table and say patrick newfield's gonna be a free agent offensive lineman in winnipeg he's from regina so he'll sign with the riders see the news release from the bombers thursday patrick newfield's re-signed with the winnipeg blue bombers they think everybody wants to come and play for them and work for them. It's like Leaf fans. You... Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, well, hang on. Okay, thank you. Ryan O'Radio, my spirit brother in Noonan, says, uh, we love it, RP. Good, thank you. Because we try to make everything we talk about entertaining, and I think we do a pretty good job of that. So we'll roll it all into Hour 2 coming up next on WQEE and YouTube Live. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.